I'm Izzy Rock, host of Tells from the Hard Side podcast. And you're listening to the Bad Parenting Podcast. Go rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Warning, the following auditory experience may contain themes of an adult nature. The opinions expressed are those of the podcasters and not of their respective employers, parents, and or legal guardians. Content may not be appropriate for children, small animals, work, and your mom. Enjoy the show. Diabetes. Fucking pussy babies need to toughen the fuck up. Of course that was tough. I don't like that. Oh my fucking god, I shit myself. Was I supposed to be so tough? This could be a while. Cafe smash. Bad Perky Podcast, we're all up in your mom. I always swore I'd never beat my children. I'm drinking some milk, bitches. We had gum with cheese. No, no way. Nothing ever gets done in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, awesome. If only you could see the glare. Hey, I'm Justin. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> oh my god, the smell. I hope you're ready for a clusterfuck of epic proportions. Love your children while keeping your sanity. This is the Bad Parenting Podcast. Uh, yes, welcome to episode 51 of Bad Parenting Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Jody. And we actually have a, uh, a, a special guest tonight. We're, with us, we have Killa Wilba of the Coffin Joe cast. Killa, how you doing? G'day, I'm doing fine. How are everyone over there in the America lands? I think we're doing just fine here in the America lands. I think Jody perked up a little bit now. She's a little more awake than she was. <laughs> hey, during the you know quiet intro time, I dropped things and made noise and it was fun (laughs) perked me right up (laughs) i don't know why but it did you always get that panic look on your face when you accidentally make a noise in the background you're like oh shit it wasn't me i'm sorry Ah, (laughs) that was a really long intro it was um and now that i think back on doing it i might just clip that part out please do because it doesn't make a lot of sense without his facial expression It it was trying to be a little more for any of those who, of you who listen to the mediocre show, you'll recognize the voice from it's Flula. They talked about him on there. It's just a different video than what they've used in the past. But I went kind of a YouTube down a YouTube rabbit hole today. No, really? Yeah, yeah, I did, and I was like watching all of his videos, and then I was showing them to my sister because we were over there and all sorts of stuff. They're funny, but the, something audio-wise, they're just not that compelling. Just themselves, unless like. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying about commentary, which we weren't doing. Exactly. So I don't think it worked. So I might just, I might go back and edit that little portion out of the show. <laughs> and I don't even know if Graham heard it. We had a weird echo thing there for a second, so I had to kill the I feed the hen. I single thing. It was all silence for me. So <laughs> Sorry about that, buddy. Awesome. <laughs> you didn't miss much. <laughs> just some German dude talking about baseball. <laughs> Yeah, for for a second there, we had this weird feedback loop thing where I was hearing my everything was on a three second delay, so I had to mute the Skype input for a second, and or actually not the input but the output, which of course then I realized after I did that, I'm like, oh crap, I just killed the feed to to kill it here, so he's not hearing anything. He probably thinks we just hung up on him. <laughs> I, know. I still knew it was there. I know how podcasting works. <laughs> yeah, it's not your first rodeo, right? No, definitely not. Probably about my sixth radio. <laughs> I still keep falling off, but yeah, I keep radioing. Get right back up and do it again. Yep, that's right. Did you just turn rodeo into a verb? He did. 
That's what we do in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> you should listen to some of his, his shows. He talks all about how they shorten things, lengthen things. Um, if it's a short word, we make it longer. If it's a long word, we make it shorter. Yep. Love it. I'm all for making especially, short things long. <laughs> especially Ooh. people's names. If you've got a short name, we'll lengthen it. If you've got a long name, we shorten it. Yeah, that that's the one that always confused me. It's like it, you're just creating more work for yourself at that point because, uh, I mean, I get the, the long name and short name. Our daughter's name is Temperance. We usually refer to her as Tempe. Um, but taking, like, you know, Bob and, and like, extending it out to, like, Billy Bob, Gene, Ju, and you're making this really long thing. It just seems, like, really weird to me. I've never quite understood that. But, you know, to each their own. Every country, every area has their own little subsector of crap they do. Yeah, definitely. It's like my niece's name's Tamara, but of course we call her Tam. So I think I yeah. need an example of a short name that you've lengthened. To yeah, well, I was trying to think of one while we we're talking about it, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. You you had uh, like if someone's name's John, we call him Johnny. Ah, you know, Rob, Robbie. We do that yeah. to an extent. Sometimes. To an extent, it just depends. But a lot of times we do it to piss the person off That's because true. we know that like, they like, like I've got a guy that I work with who his name. If we take it and we shorten it or we or we do there's there's one shortened version of his name that he doesn't like, mm-hmm. so we don't dare ever speak of it or say it. Otherwise, you just get the uh, the stink eye. So <laughs> usually in the Americas, we're like, oh yeah, we're gonna do this, but it's just to piss you off because we know what your real name is, but we're gonna call you this instead just because we're assholes. <laughs> But that's what we do in Australia. It's like it's it's not to piss them off, but it's to you know give them a bit of a ribbing. You know, mm-hmm. change your name. Like my name's Graham, but I've always you know people call me Gray. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, I'll take I've never it. heard that one. I've never heard Graham shortened to Gray. To Gray, never. Yeah. Well, I, my, the way my name spells G R A H A M, mm-hmm. but they just mm-hmm. take just call me Gray. And it's not spelled G R E Y, but you know, G R A H Gray. It's the same when with Killer Wilbur. People just call me Killer. They even shorten Killer Wilbur to Killer now. <laughs> so. Well, my my I I grew up. My dad and I have the same first name, so people always called me by my first and middle name put together, which I think is more of a Southern American kind of thing to do, like Billy Bob or Bobby Sue. So Mary Jane. Yeah. <laughs> so um. Nobody ever understood it when I was growing up. Everybody always thought that Wynn was my last name, and I, like, had some weird hyphenated last name thing going on. So I dropped it eventually. But still, all my family still calls me Jody Wynn. They don't They don't call me Jody. Yeah. Well, both my parents have longer names, but they've always been called by their short names. My dad's name is Kenneth, which is my middle name, but he gets called Ken. And my mum's name's Lynette, but she just gets called Lynn. So... It's still echoing, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. And it's like when my brother's, uh, the one that hates my gut, Simon, I always called him Cy. And the youngest brother, Corey, I just call him Cor. <laughs> just easier. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, I've called Simon other names, especially late. <laughs> I don't use them on the podcast, but yeah. <laughs> They're explicit words. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Somebody called me out at my work dinner. Um, just on what day was that? Thursday. Yeah. Um, They're like, I, I cursed in front of them. Like, I never hear you curse at all. And I'm like, Have you listened to the podcast yet? And they, they go, No, no, I haven't had a chance to listen to it. I'm like, Okay, then, then you don't know. Okay. Yeah. Because. <laughs> <I talk. laughs> yeah, we we definitely don't hold back here. 
So. Yeah, you know, I know, and I've listened to the show. But do you want people from work listening to your show? Oh, I don't care. Uh, where she where she's at, it's not as big of an issue. Um, there, it's it's a different thing for for me. No, I've got like maybe three people at my office, but I consider them all very close personal friends, and so they're very aware of the rules and regulations as far as um, you know, what goes on here does not go anywhere. It does not get repeated in the office. But otherwise, yeah, as far it, as anybody else at the office is concerned, this this doesn't even exist. I heard the show during, uh, caught up this week on a couple of shows of yours, and yeah, you're talking to some people out at a conference or whatever, and oh, you're yeah. like, yeah, um, yeah, just keep this to yourself, just don't be. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, what had happened is I had accidentally let it slip to somebody um, when I was in a drunken state at a previous conference, and then he let it slip to one of his fellow employees, and then I had to kind of like put it under wraps, I'm like, okay, guys, I get this, you two know about it now, we're like in the secret podcast club, <laughs> you know, we'll, ha- we'll make a handshake up or something like that, but this does not get back to my boss, we can't have that happening, it would just, it would be bad, bad news all the way around, so. And my bosses know about the podcast since, since I went through the interview process, and they don't, they like it, so they're good, um, but I just, I just have to be careful, because I work in an industry where sometimes I, rarely, but sometimes I have, like, confidential stuff, so I can't talk about it, but that's. No big deal. Yeah, that's fine. As long as you don't bring up any ink like that on the podcast, you've got nothing to worry about, exactly. do you? Exactly. <laughs> and like me, where I talk about everything and take photos of the coffins and post mm-hmm. them on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't, that's the thing with, like, with me. I don't even snap pictures of myself. I mean, if I do, do if I take a picture of myself at work or something I'm doing at work, it's very inconspicuous in the fact that it it's like my keyboard or it's something very nondescript, nondescript and you can't tell where I'm at or what I'm doing. Um, simply because I don't need the company name getting out or anything like that. So it's it, it's an interesting little thin line that I have to walk between you know my, my podcasting world and my work world. Yeah, well, I got in trouble from my last job where I got fired from. Not from podcasting, but from just posting things on Facebook. Uh-huh. Fishing about the company. Never made the, the name, never said the name of the company. Never did anything. I was just bitching about my day at work. But it's pretty easy to work out what company I work for, considering it was in like my info on my Facebook. So, mm. and when I got fired, that was one of the things they brought up. It's like you're, you're bitching about the company and this and that. And like I never said anyone's name. I never bitched about anyone directly. I just bitched about the situation I was in. But yeah, that got brought up when I got fired. But no, they wanted to get rid of me anyway. So yeah, just they were a, looking for any excuse they could find to get you yeah, out the well, door. They had a good excuse, so they used the best excuse they could, and they got rid of me. But the best thing that ever happened to me. So I so, wanted out of that company. So yeah, sometimes that does end up being the case. And when you do that, it ends up being you know something really seems tragic or like monumentous at the time actually turns out to be a really good thing for you. So yeah, I didn't feel bad when I got fired. Uh, I've never been fired from a job. This is the first job I've been fired from. But still, even when I left and I'm walking out, I was laughing to myself in a way. I'm like. Okay, fair enough. And, uh, yeah, it took me like a good eight months to get a new job, but I dealt with it and then ended up back in the the industry. I started my first full-time work at making coffins, so something I know very well (laughs) and doing pretty well at my job. I've been, um, well, this week the foreman was back, but for the first two weeks after Christmas I'd been foreman. Um, I think we you were on the show the other week, Justin, weren't you? When I talked about the guy chopping his thumb off. Yes, I was. Yes. So. He didn't do it on the job, though. So it was, it's, no, it's he really did it at home with the chainsaw. I uh, don't yeah. care where they did it. That just sounds really bad. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he lost he lost it all. Like the top of, from the knuckle up on your thumb. 
and he's the guy that puts all the uh, trim, the um, drapery in the coffins, does all that section. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, because he's not there, I had to do that job plus what I'd normally do, plus be the foreman. Nice. Sorry about that. I've been working my butt off. Even this week when the foreman's back, still working my butt off. So I've got two weeks off work this for the next two weeks, and I'm so looking forward to not doing anything, just enjoying my time not making coffins and dealing with everyone else's job that's not my job. Yeah, I so, bet. Definitely. All right, so um, real quick here before we get too much further into it, babe, how was your week? We, we always do that at the beginning oh, of the show. I, so, yeah. There was a week? What there happened? Was a week. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did somebody go in a time machine like well, Marty McFly? Well, if, and... I rem- if I remember correctly, didn't we have the uh, the kids were had the cold thing going on at the beginning of the week? Or... Oh, yeah, we've had all sorts of crazy shit. Because Tempe had missed last Friday mm-hmm. of school, and then she had no school on Monday for Martin Luther King for Day. Martin, Mar- yep. Yes. And then on Tuesday, I still kept her home because she was still sick, and I have been running around like a freaking crazy person all week with various work, kid, life stuff, mm-hmm. and I we were was to- really looking forward to having a relaxing weekend until... I found out on what Wednesday that I work. needed to work Friday, Saturday, Sunday across town, even farther than my normal job. <sighs> it's fine. <laughs> it's to help somebody else who really deserves a vacation take a vacation, but it definitely adds some stress to the week. Mm-hmm. And see, and I, I played the week. I had took the entire week playing catch up because I was out the week before that at that at the conference that you heard about in the last episode, um, and that was an entire week down where I'm still supposed to keep my desk at the office somewhat working and running so i do the best that i can when i'm out so then i spent all last week catching up playing catch up plus this next week we're having a bunch of trainings and, and internal trainings and meetings that's going on and i'm doing a couple presentations at each one of those so i'm prepping for that in the same time too so i've been running around like a chicken with my head cut off trying to get all that shit squared away and done while doing catching up with everything else and then, um, didn't did Ezra pull something again this week, or was this Ezra? No, 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 no. This was the week where Ezra was like a bloody angel. He was like awesome, and it was the two little shitheads that were being absolute terrorists all night long. Was that was it th- when you went to your work function that I was bitching about that? Oh yeah, the day yeah. I went to the, I had a work party on Thursday. That I, think, I was that I was and, supposed to go to, yeah. but then our sitter canceled. Yeah, so. sitter canceled, so it was just you, and the kids were driving you nuts, and I got home late, and you were all cranky-fied. No, I was asleep. Well, yeah, but you were cranky the next day about the whole thing. I was cranky about them, not about you being out and about. Yeah, they, uh, I don't know what the hell got into Temperance and Trent, but they were just going, they were, I mean, Trent was trying to, like, battle axe his sister with, like, this, um, I don't remember what it was, it was, like, trying to, like, just, like, it was a blunt object of some sort, and he kept trying to hit her with it, and she was getting, um... She kept going up to Ezra and just, just poking him and just, just pinching mm-hmm. him. And I have to give him credit because usually he flips out about that shit. But he was a uh, he wasn't you know he was actually pretty decent this time. And so the entire night they were just running. And, I want this. I need that. And they were just going. I mean, it was like they knew. Okay, Daddy was supposed to go out tonight, mm-hmm. but he couldn't do it. So we're going to make sure he uh, and he, <laughs> he regrets the fact that he's sitting here with us. And so they just went absolutely nuts. And it was just it was rough. Um, so and then. Yeah, it's just been a, it was a hectic, hectic week. So I'm just, I'm glad for the weekend myself too. But then, like you said, I was looking forward to a weekend of kind of like relaxation. Then you text me and say, oh, by the way, I have to do three open houses this weekend. I'm like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up going up to my mom's house today and, and, uh, 
all the kids played with their cousins and they had a good time doing that and I did an upgrade on their internet modem for her to help her out because uh, our local provider here just uh, upgraded the technology they use and their modem is still the one they got from their first up account back in like 99 so it was like way out of date um, so I got that hooked up for them and then as usual, I scared my niece just by walking in the door and looking at her because she doesn't like men with beards. So she freaked out and started screaming. And <laughs> What's that? I said, you scary man. Oh, yeah, exactly. It you was... would think he was like, like, I can't even think of a good reference because it's that <laughs> obscure. I don't know. But you would think he was like an axe murderer or something oh, because yeah, she... she just screams. But mom used that to her advantage, though, because she kept trying to climb the little rock wall that they have out there that goes up to the garden area. Mm-hmm. And uh, my sister had told her multiple times to get off of it, knock it off. And then my mom had told her multiple times to knock it off and get off. And she kept going back up there because she's just stubborn like that. So my mom goes, Hey, I want you to go out there. And this is the one time I actually want to use, I want you to use your booming voice and I want you to scare the crap out of her. <laughs> and I, I don't want her going up on that wall anymore again. So I walked out there and she was facing the fence and she wasn't looking at me. And I got up behind her and I just grabbed onto her. I'm like, I thought you were told you couldn't. And I'm like, there's a really loud, booming voice. I'm not going to blow up the uh, amp here. But I was just like, you were told not to do that. And I thought you were told to get down. Now you stay down. And I set her down on the rocks. And she flips that, screams, goes running into the house, tries to find her mom. Her mom's using the restroom. So she can't find mom. She's like, Grandma, Grandma. And she's flipping out. Did not. Go, on the, rock go wall on the rock wall again. anymore after that. So <laughs> it worked. My mom had a scary man will get me. <laughs> yeah, the scary man's gonna eat me. Exactly. So <laughs> that was pretty entertaining. And then, of course, we get towards the end of the day, and the kids are all hyped up, and they're running around, and then they're they're starting to get bored. And then Ezra does that thing he likes to do, where he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna play a game with somebody. We're gonna do, we're gonna do this. Like, we're gonna play the tickle game. You chase me and tickle me, or whatever, and I'll chase you and tickle you." Or he'll get up in your face and he'll be doing something. And at first, the person's enjoying it. And then finally, they're like, okay, knock it off. Okay, stop. And he keeps going and keeps going. And so then he got in trouble with my sister over that. And I'm like, all right, that's it. Time to go. Said goodbye to mom. like, I love you. But we got to get the kids out of here. And drove, you know, got in the car and drove home. And then they ended up falling asleep on the way home, which then is what caused the Trent and you falling asleep issue. Because yes. you were, we were trying to get him to go to sleep. And he was being crazy because he had a little power nap in there and so then you helped get him to sleep but in the process he put you to sleep yep and i'm sitting here happily getting stuff set up for the episode and i'm like wait a second it's been a while so i go there to check on you and you're like snoring i'm, I'm sure like, i was i was having really pleasant dreams i was just like gone and they weren't podcasting <laughs> dreams no <laughs> awesome oh boy Okay, well, we have a um, topic for the show tonight that we've been trying to get to for the last couple of weeks, and it hasn't worked out, but by God, we're going to get to it tonight. Is it the dancing genitals? It's the dancing genitals, Yay! yes. Now, um, Graham, I know you're friends with Nikki from New Zealand on Facebook and, and various other things, and she's also been a third co-host on your show. Um, did you happen to find her, see her post that she put up? It was about two, three weeks ago, um, and it's about a Swedish kids show that is helping to... Um, educate children about male versus female anatomy by having dancing genitals. No, I haven't seen it. You haven't seen that one? Okay, let me see if I can get you a copy of it here in the chat just so you have something to reference to. I'll, um, yeah. Once again, I'll, I'm going to play the video for Jody and I here, but it's not going to make a lot of sense unless you can actually see it. So Yeah, I wonder if there's any sheep involved. <laughs> I know, the whole New Zealand thing, sheep. Uh-huh. All right. uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so... If you... What's that? Sorry, I had to do that. Oh, no worries, man. No worries. <laughs> like giving Nikki shit. 
Yeah, there's a nice little rivalry between New Zealand and yeah, friendly rivalry. That's friendly. okay. I have a little bone to pick with um, a company in Australia. It's the phone company, and some, yes, that one, because mm-hmm. they have some, one of their customers has an email that is very similar to mine. And she must have typoed it when she signed up for her account and put my email instead of her email. And I am getting her bill. Every couple of weeks, I get a bill in my email. And so I I talked to Telestra or whatever it's called. I, Australia. I called Telestra. them. Yes. I called them. And I was like, I'm not this person. Can you please not send me bills? And like, sure, no problem. <laughs> And just like clockwork, it shows up again. I'm like, um, can you please not? And they, they every time I call, they're acting like they completely don't understand. I'm like, can you, can you see that I am, I am from America. I'm, I am not with you. <laughs> I've had any troubles with Telstra. I was supposed to get internet hooked up to my old apartment where I was living, and um, hooked it to the wrong place, and it was I was getting charged for it. And sorry, was that you? Oh, there. You- <laughs> That was me. Sorry, I no, clicked on your link. No, no worries, man. It happened to me too. I first had to go in there. These automatic playing things. But yeah, with Telstra, yeah, they started charging me for an internet connection they never hooked up, but they must have hooked it to the wrong place and they were using the phone and I was getting charged for the phone bill and I forever was chasing it up and could get nowhere. They, well, they are hopeless. I now feel your pain. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they were actually uh, government owned, but then they sold it off to private company you know private people like mom and dad investors and whatnot yeah so it's been it's been probably about six months since i started getting the emails and i've called or uh excuse me i haven't called i've used their chat system because i don't want to make an international call for that um but i have called or done their chat system three times and each time they've told me the issue's been resolved and then the next month happens and i get the bill again (laughs) you won't you never will with them I get chased, chased so many times, and you go for us. I it's international call, even though it's a, you know it doesn't cost me international, but it's always overseas the call centres, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. can't understand like just the way I talk, you know, natural Australian talk, you know, and explain to them. And I got to a point where I thought I was getting the, res- the problem resolved, and they were going to send someone out, and no one showed up, and then they kept charging me so. For something I never fucking received. So. Well, see, then Joel, Joel is actually trying to help you out, Ben, because he's trying to get you to learn how to speak in an American accent. And so at this point, you'll be able to actually, you know, call in and get help because they'll be able to understand you better. But it's not an American company. We're, ring, we're ringing India or Philippines. Yeah, but, but they seem to still be able to understand us a little bit better than that, you, you crazy Aussies. So. Talking like my natural just Aussie terms and stuff and... And I just went getting it. Yeah. It's nice to see the struggle is real and international. (laughs) Like, it's not just us that's calling India every, every time. It's, that's, I'm so glad. But it was funny when I, when I, when I uh, rung up to hook up the internet, it was an actual Australian company in Melbourne. Yeah. I spoke to a bloke in Melbourne that hooked it all up. And then when it wasn't hooked up and I'm chasing up the problem, I get switched to India and, around the world and I'm just trying to explain to them you've hooked up to the wrong you know uh, we'll send someone out no one showed up oh but it's hooked up no it's not hooked up 
not to my apartment. You've gone to the wrong apartment. <laughs> you keep going back to the wrong place. <laughs> you know, you just go around in circles, and then you get the first person. Get, and I've learned to say, "You give me your manager," mm-hmm. and then they they're always like, "No, no, no, no." And then you get to the manager, and they still don't know. And it's just, I got the point where I'm stuffiest. I'm not worrying about it. Yep. It yep. doesn't. As I was going to say, the irony is um, the internet I'm using right now is through Telstra, but that's through my partner. <laughs> Donna. Oh, we better not yes. diss them anymore. They'll they'll hear it and they'll turn it off. <laughs> no. No, well, I don't think they'll listen to this podcast or my podcast, but yeah. So the irony is I'm actually using Telstra's internet right now to on this show. The, the best part about calling into those damn support lines, though, is when you have like a screaming kid in the background, you're trying to keep calm. And so you're trying not to lose it. You're trying not to take out your aggression on the, um, the, against the support agent on your kid. But then that very quickly switches to your try not to take the aggression from, about your kid on the support agent. And so it becomes this big clusterfuck of anger and just just absolute hatred for everything that's going on at that point in time. Um, and it always seems to be that, like, my kids will be upstairs playing. They'll be leaving me alone. Everything's good. It's quiet. It's been quiet for 15 minutes. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to make a phone call. And as soon as I hit the send button and we connect, all of a sudden they just, like, descend upon me like locusts. To the- <laughs> I know exactly what that feels mm-hmm. like. <laughs> But I've tried it each way with like calling in. Like you try the nice approach, get mm-hmm. you nowhere. Mm-hmm. Angry approach, get you nowhere. Yeah. You just can't win yeah. with them. No, they have no fucks to give. So I mean, literally, they just don't care. So well, they can go fuck themselves. That's my opinion. <laughs> One that I share. All right, we're ready for dancing genitals. Yes, yeah, so we're gonna go ahead and play that right now. So me, I'm oh, wrong mouse. Oh, damn it! Here we go. <laughs> I've got it to my end, so Wendy heard. All right, here we go. Beat up, pop, sniff it is not. I come as no penny full yellow. And so mean a bralo ding lamas no pen or So currently we're watching a cartoon penis and a cartoon vagine dancing around. And of course they're kind of, oh there's an older one. Walking stick. Oh, these ones are young and hip. Well, the penis does have an eye. <laughs> it's built in. Oh, the old one again. I like that hairdo. That's nice. Okay. So that, that uh, I mean, I don't, I guess... That I, was a very visual thing. You'll have to go to our page to see the Well, yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll put the link to the video in the show notes. But basically what it was, it was a bunch of cartoon animated, um, and not even like, I mean, that you. It, it's a... It's a, a rough it's, shape. It's, it's not it's, like it's, it's grotesque. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not like, you know, those, um, what was that, super bad where he was talking about the big veiny cocks he used to draw all the time in school. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing like that. It's just the, the They're rough... They're very friendly looking genitals. Yeah, I mean, like, it, like... It, it, it's the kind of penis you just want to walk up to it and shake his hand. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and the vagina wink, winks at you too. Yeah, so. it does. But I mean, but even the vagina, it's it's more like it's just an oval with a with a little line in the middle. So you couldn't. I mean, if you didn't tell a child, you'll look. This is you know, this is a girl's crotch, or it's supposed to be a girl's crotch. <laughs> I don't think they would necessarily pick up on it. Um, but basically, what I from what I read on it is that it's it's um, it's a kids show, and they're kind of using it as an educational tool to 
uh, just help explain the difference in genders as far as boys, like in kindergarten cop, right. boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. I mean, it's it's one of those things that uh, that it's eventually it's it's gonna be it's gonna be knowledge, common knowledge to the kids, especially if the kids have siblings of the opposite sex, because at some point in time they see the other one naked, and they're like, wait, you're missing something, and or <laughs> you've got something extra. What the fuck? And they, and you, What's they, that growing out from between your legs? <laughs> oh my god! He's got a third arm. What is this? <laughs> um, well, so I, go ahead, Killer. I was gonna say, how do you approach sex education with your children? With well, uh, yeah. Very, okay, so. And I, I encourage people to use this approach as much as possible. Straightforward answers that are just simple. Like, don't go into too much depth, but don't... <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> but and, and use clinical terms. I mean, don't call it a, a winky or, you know, a, what, what... I've heard some of the stupidest names. Pay, um, Willy or... Yeah. Like, when they're learning about what it is... It's a penis and it's a vagina and and keep them clean. Like they don't need to know what it's used for uh, reproductive wise. But I'll tell you what: when your when your toddler is trying to explain that they need to go take a crap or pee, it really comes in handy to be able to adequately describe the body parts because they can help mm-hmm. determine what's going on. Especially, I mean, girls have have issues sometimes and it's really important that they can tell you what the difference between their butthole and their vagina is i'm i'm serious it sounds so totally gross but no, it's but important it, it's very important young on it's very important down the road when they start exploring things is they like, no, no no that does not go there that goes here <laughs> <laughs> you will not stick that <laughs> at the no, exit on the orifice really <laughs> um but yeah we're, so we're exploring. very yeah we're very, very upfront with the kids in the respect that we just simply say, "Hey, look, you know, it, 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 you've got this," and and but we're also at the point too, especially with Ezra being, um, a, you're a good, a decent amount older than the other ones, about the fact that yes, you have these things and everybody has them and you shouldn't be ashamed of them, but they're also not for you to freely just you know swing out there in the air and let everybody see. Um, but like like you were saying about using the clinical terms, that helps out quite a bit because the worst thing is like when you're trying to watch somebody else's child or they're in a daycare center or something like that. And like, and now I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, but you know, it, and some people might be able to figure it out. Like the kid comes up and says, "I need, I need to go boom boom" or something like that. It's like, yeah. what the fuck's boom boom? Yeah. You know, it's it's like or like you know, they say like my 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 uh, my whatever you know, they have like my hoo ha or whatever. There's, they have these weird terms, and you're like, well, okay, I mean, your hoo ha. You're talking about your front hoo ha, your back hoo ha. Which which is it? I mean, what what what's a hoo ha? You know. Well, so with our kids, we're just very upfront about the fact that. Boys are built this way, girls are built that way, and then as Ezra has started to age quite a bit, we are starting, especially since he's got older siblings at his mom's house, and if I don't help straighten out what he's hearing, he's going to have a very awkward uh, <laughs> concept of what sex and everything else is. We start kind of talking more and more about, you know, well, it, it, you know, the penis, has, and the boy has the, the sperm, and we, you know, the girl has this, and together they combined, you know. Wondered Prune Powers activate form of new baby. Um, <laughs> they uh, we we were starting to kind of go that route with him. So we're very honest and open. But the problem is that it, here in America, at least, um, our yeah. sex ed, our a lot of our people, they are not honest and open. They are not willing to discuss these things, and it actually, in my opinion, causes far more problems than it helps because they, there's a reason why we have a fucked up show called. 
I didn't know I was pregnant on A and E or whatever it is because these people that like don't know how to. I think it's on TLC or not TLC, A&E. whatever it is, it, whatever it is, it's on a channel that is not you know, supposed to be a reality TV show or reality show channel. Um, well, that's but, what I was going to say. I'm pretty sure in America the use a, a, a pretty behind the ball with uh, sex ed and um, <laughs> the fear of telling kids what the truth is. Uh-huh. And um, and I'm pretty knowing you guys. I know you. And not like that because you're pretty open sort of parents and you're, you know, well, I'm, I'm lucky. My dad but, yeah. was that way. I mean, my dad was very upfront and and my mom too, to a certain extent, but just very open and honest. I, I think that they both were under the same kind of guidelines that I, I'd rather you not end up pregnant and not even know how, like it's one thing to end up pregnant. It's another to end up pregnant and wonder how you got that way. Like, it's just fundamentally wrong. Yeah. What about the ones that don't realize they're pregnant to it's the last minute sort of thing? And like, I oh, shit, a baby just popped out of me. I don't know how it happened. That baffles really. me so much because pregnancy is so, okay, so awful. Like, awful in every way. Cool. It's a miraculous thing, but it is awful in every way. To not even know that you're pregnant is just it blows my mind. Well, and part the part of that that kind of messes with my head too is that I remember having not myself personally, but having been through three pregnancies with my partner, um, I do recall like you could see you know, the fetal movement and stuff like that. And I and I know from a male perspective, I mean, I've had some really bad shits in my day, um, but I've never had anything that's sitting there like you know like alien style trying to crawl out of my fucking stomach. So at some point in time, you have got to be able to figure. I mean. It, it, you can't just think, oh, it's that bad Mexican food. I mean, how much fucking bad Mexican food are you eating? <laughs> it's making you feel this way, you know? Um, so I've never quite understood that. But, like, you know, a, a prime example of how fucked our uh, sex ed is here in America is I remember my fifth grade class, which was about the time they started here, um, they broke it up into two groups, into two different classrooms. Boys went here and girls went there because, God forbid, you let them learn about it together because um, that's a whole other topic. But... Uh, we all went through our classes and all these you know, questions came up and kids were asking things and you, you, you've got these kids in a group and you could tell there were some kids in the class that honestly had questions that they wanted to ask but you're in a group setting with a bunch of fuck, you know, just a, just a shithead like 12 year old boys and 12 year old boys will be 12 year old boys or if they think if they're like they're like a damn you know predator if they smell weakness on you they're going to attack and so the last thing you're going to do is act like you don't know what sex is or anything like that so there's these kids that you know having hearing them talk afterwards and whatnot they had honest questions they really truly wanted to ask to find something out but they were so scared of being ridiculed that they didn't do that but then on the flip side um of course the two classes once they were let back out went to the playground and boom it was like this one big you know mm-hmm. so what they tell you well they told us this what they tell you or oh, she said this and this one girl was cracking up because she was there was a girl in her class when they, when they started talking about you know actual penis into vagina sex and you know penetration and all this stuff the girl literally just broke down crying and started freaking out and she's like hyperventilating and all this stuff and then the teacher's calling her out she's like what, what's wrong what's going on what's the problem and she's like but, but what if the boy pees in me and all the <laughs> girls started laughing and, 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 it, and it made her feel worse and of course the teacher's trying to quiet this whole thing down but at the time I didn't really think about it but now that I think back on it as a parent from a parental standpoint first off the last fucking person I want informing my kids of what all this stuff is, is a teacher at a school who is probably just as weirded out about talking to these kids <laughs> yeah. that aren't theirs, but you know, that aren't their kids in the respect of they're not, you know, they didn't make them and create them. 
Um, and or there's certain, you know, there's only certain guidelines you have to follow. And our sex ed here is a very regimented, like low grade budget. You know, it's very basic stuff. And it's also very much aligned with your common um, Christian tenets, whether it be Catholic, uh, Pentecostal, whatever you want to say. It's very much of a, more of a biblical standpoint. They're always talking about, you know, waiting till you're married, so on and so forth. And there's no actual, like, good factual information. Like, hey, look, you know, you're... Let alone anything about the pleasure of it mm -hmm. or... I mean, I'm not even... I, I am going to say briefly that the, from a feminine standpoint... The sex ed education system is so wrong. First off, in this, you know, fourth, fifth grade kind of time frame, they separate the girls off because the boys shouldn't have to hear about how a woman, you know, bleeds and that's just icky. So the boys can't hear about that. And and then as you progress further, they talk about sex. They talk about what you can do to, you know, be safe and blah, blah, blah. They never talk about the purpose other than procreation. Like, it's never like, well, it feels good, and girls should feel good when they have sex, and boys should feel good when they have sex. Never. It never gets discussed at all. Well, and I remember going through it, too. We had this shitty video that I swear was was made in, like, 1960 or something. It was still on a reel-to-reel. -reel. I mean, yeah. it was that old. Yeah. And it was about, for lack of a better term, accidental boners. It was about <laughs> boys and the fact that now that your hormones are kicking in, these things are happening, the <laughs> weird things are going to make your penis start to, you know, stand at salute. Um, and Which, why they're waiting till you're that old to talk about it is beyond me, because guess what? It's, it's already it, happened. It's oh, if, if you're a boy, it's already been happening to you for years. <laughs> Trent can damn near do it on command. I, mean, <laughs> I know. <laughs> he's like, and rise. <laughs> oh, he's so proud of his morning wood. Yeah. Oh, my God. If that kid wakes up with a boner, he's like, it grew. It grew overnight. It grew. <laughs> And so, yeah, he loses his damn mind. Um, but so then they had this kid, like, they're like, you know, and it could be awkward. You might think that other people are going to notice it, but they really won't notice it. And they showed this kid, like, he was sitting there getting ready to have his, his picture taken with the class picture. And then all of a sudden he makes this, like, <gasps> surprise face and he covers his, his area. He, and they're like, by doing this, you're actually drawing more attention to it than you would if you didn't. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I, I, I've popped wooden pants before. It's, it's, it's noticeable. It's noticeable. <laughs> they call it pitching a tent for a reason. Well, they also tell girls... Uh, in during their class that if you're on your period and you have some kind of leak that no one will see it <laughs> they say that like well that all depends on how heavy aunt flow is that month and like what if i'm wearing white pants <laughs> like it becomes pretty fucking obvious <laughs> <laughs> so how so Killa, how is how does the how how does sexual education handled in australia i mean do you remember much about that how how i know it's probably um, changed since when you were in school but i'm still curious as to what your experience was my experience was in year 6 at um end of um primary school because we have a different schooling system we leave at year 6 to go into high school uh year 6 uh they had a a, a demonstration in um the library which was like our hall my, me, and my dad, and all the other parents and children got to sit down, and with with the women, you know, the girls as well, and they played a video. And then my dad's sitting next to me, going, "Do you understand what this means? Do you understand?" Very awkward. <laughs> I'm sure. I got taught what a penis does to go into a vagina to make a child. You know, it was very awkward for me at at my age. Well. When I'm in year six, what would I have been? I would have been like 12 years old, 11, 12. But yeah, but it's more open down here. I, 
I feel in America, um, sex is one of the things you can't talk about. You can show people getting shot on TV and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all that, but you can't talk about sex. And but yeah, it's a bit it's more a weird open, dichotomy, right? isn't it? Like it's totally cool. We can we can show you getting you know, like your head chopped off and blood spewing out of your now broken neck, but you know, a boob. A boob is really is, is taboo. Yeah. Well, Talk about breaks with me, please. Sorry. <laughs> and I and I um I used, I even I, I caught myself doing it a little bit recently. Not recently, but within the last three to four years. Um, just because it's so ingrained into you. I remember I was like, I'm like, okay, you know, as we're getting older, we're getting to the age here soon that he'll be able to watch Terminator with me, blah blah. blah. And I'm going through the whole movie. I'm like, okay, yeah, I just need to make sure at some point I want to make sure he's ready to handle all this stuff. And then I get to the sex scene that happens in the hotel room. I'm like, ooh. Ooh, I, but I skipped over all the cops that got shot, all the like the the robot cutting his fucking eye out, and then there being a robot eye looking around, and all this shit that we would actually genuinely warp a fucking kid. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, there's tits, and he's got like a fistful of boobies. Well, as much as you can get as a fistful of boobies off her, um, and, 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 and boobies, and I'm just like, and, and I, I hone into that, and I'm like, I'm like stressing out. I'm like, oh no, he's not ready for that yet. And I'm like, wait a second, hold on, hold on, hold on. Of all the things that he should be able to see at this age is a tit. I mean, he, he should know what a boob is. I really need to be more concerned about the fact that there's just a, a pile of dead bodies that are being left behind by this fucking robot, and not the fact that there's one scene where these two people fall in love through this whole thing, and then they end up making the savior of the universe, so it's like, you know, it's like a, it's a biblical story, damn near. <laughs> but it's just one of those things that it, it, I, and so I caught myself doing that, and it was at that point in time, like, you know, no, I'm going to back out of this a little bit, and I'm going to rework it, because I would much rather him know about what, you know, the body is, what the body parts are, what what sex is, so on and so forth, than how to do a perfect kill shot through the right eyeball, you know. Um, yeah, that's true. So, but but that's, unfortunately, that's, you know, like, we'll sit there, you can have, like, with our movie rating system here, you if you, you can have blood, guts, and gore, yada, 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 yada. But you've, you've only got a certain number of fucks per hour or whatever it is that are allowed to drop before it like gets escalated above a PG-13 into an R rating. So a lot of our PG-13 movies, as far as visual uh, I'm concerned, visual quality is concerned, are worse than the R-rated movies. Because the R-rated movies normally get rated R for nudity, um, sex. sex, or or like bad words. Yeah, but you can you, you, can you have, can't say fuck if you mean the act of sexual intercourse. You yeah. can say fuck if you mean like fuck, fuck you, you because yeah. you're an asshole. But you can't say fuck if you you're saying oh they're gonna go in the back room and fuck, <laughs> which I find it is an incredibly weird distinction. Man, that's America for you. Exactly. That's why I'm glad yeah. I live in Australia. <laughs> we still have our own problems, trust me. But oh, yeah. yeah, every country does. But I'm sorry, most of Australia's problems in my mind stem from the actual environment of it. Like I, yeah. I, I, I love it. where I live. Like in terms of, I'm not really at risk for a lot of natural disasters. There aren't a lot of natural elements trying to kill me at any given moment, but. And and I'm sure that that most parts of Australia are just fine, but there are some parts that have like things that kill you, like and they really want to all the time. They don't want to <laughs> leave them alone. They will leave you alone. But all right. See, in my head, they all want to kill me. Like like they, they actively don't... have a vendetta. No. 
It's a typical American thought. They're going to attack me, so I'll attack them first. Just, oh, no, 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 no. I have no intention of attacking them first. I have every intention of just never going there so that they never have to try to kill me. Uh, yeah. Well, I do play up the Australian uh, animal attack thing a bit, like when I talk about drop heads. But <laughs> one of the safest countries to live in, actually. And as long as you don't walk into their territory, you're safe. If you live in the city areas, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you might have an odd snake that wanders into the, our territory. Oh, you come to my oh, country. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, but you have to think about it. And I mean, you, you know, you know, you know this already, Justin. But it, I think I could handle the snakes. Mm-hmm. It's it's the insects, especially the eight legged ones. Yeah, yeah, the big spiders. And I have to say, I would scream like a little bitch too when it comes to little spiders. Um, I hate spiders myself. <laughs> yeah, we get spiders in the house here. They're called huntsmen's. They're non venomous. They would not harm you. I can't, I can't even. Them, I've seen uh, pictures. They, they I just, die oh. outside. It doesn't oh matter. God. They're not going to hurt me. You come into my country, as I say. You walk into my room, bang, dead. I am. Um, but I've dealt with funnel worm spiders, which are the most deadliest spiders in the world, and I'll catch them and send them up to get milk for antivenom. But the huntsmen, as soon as they walk into my place, you're dead. You scare the shit out of me. I'll be just sitting there and, oh my God, there's a spider. Dead. So um, something that I had just actually just just clicked while we were talking about this whole Australia versus um, you know the Australia death match that is Mad Max down there or whatever. <laughs> um, I I remember I, I've been going back and listening to older episodes that you guys are, you know, from your starting out, and I I got through the Jackie episode, which by the way, holy fuck! But that's a, that's a whole another conversation entirely. Um, but. Mm-hmm. Um, something I didn't realize is that uh, the act of being a sex worker is actually, I think you said except for like one territory or one state, is completely legal and they're actually treated like workers. Yep, they are. It's it's completely legal. You cannot just stand on the street and do it as a sex worker. But yes, you can work in a, um, a brothel and brothels are set up legally through the councils and all that. Yes, you can work as a sex worker all you like. Well, there is, and that's what Jack, there Jackie is does. There is one area under- in the U.S. in um, in Nevada. There's a small area where it's legal. Outside of yeah, but I'm talking about like we're talking like you know health benefits and shit. I know. I mean, but-, but I've heard of this before, and and I don't I don't know how it how it affects not just I would assume it's very much better for. A sex worker in Australia than it is in America. I'm just curious how it affects everybody else. Like, is there a big difference? Does it does it bring it more into the forefront? Does it, or is it just like a non thing? Like, it doesn't even matter unless you're one of the people who's like, yeah, I could really use a blowjob today. Yeah, well, that's what it matters to. But it means it's regulated. That means all the people that work in the place are um, uh, checked regularly for um, STDs and all that. So it's regulated. So, you know, if you go to a brothel, that means you're safe. You're not I'm trying to make this as clean as possible, you know, having sex with a, a sex worker that, you know, you're not going to catch anything. Mm. They do a ring mm. by the book. Uh, you have a shower before you have sex with them. Um, they have a shower before they have sex with you and, and shower afterwards. No, so it's no, all... no, this book they do it by, is this the Karma Sutra or is this the... No. <laughs> when I say by the book, they do it by regulation. So it's all, it's all. I mean, there's probably some joints out there that don't do it. You know, like any any job, any work, there's mm-hmm. probably people doing, you know, 
underground, but yeah. Well, that's why they legalized it to make it safer for the sex workers and for the people using the sex workers. Well, see, and that's the thing know. that fascinates me about it is that the fact that I, I've always had that viewpoint. It's kind of like the way I look at drugs too. Is that I would rather these things be legal and have them be dealt with in a manner that it doesn't make it taboo because it makes it easier to explain to your kids. Number one, number two, if it's not a taboo thing, they're far less likely to go out and, and fuck with it. Um, that's right. You, you look at the countries where the drinking age is basically as soon as you can see over the bar, you're allowed to have a drink, and their teenage drinking rates and their 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 death their, their death rates of children by alcohol related deaths are far far lower than any other civilized country where there's all these different regulations and rules and what age you have to be. Um, but the problem is, is that like, once again, because we have such that this huge, um, especially like in the South and all that, this huge religious tie-in with everything, or just tie-in to being like you know, the, 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 not not saying that the the country is religious, but because there's been so much, so the religion has had such a play in how things were founded and developed and the way laws were written. Um, I don't know that we can ever get something like prostitution legalized here, let alone decent sexual sexual education for our children. Um, and that's that that's a hor- that, you know. I, I well, I'll, I'll look at it this way: like the strip clubs we have here around town, mm-hmm. um, it's far harder for me to look at. You know, <laughs> we, one time there was a uh, we have we have a family chain of restaurants here called Applebee's. I'm not sure if you guys have them down there or not. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what they are. Um, and so we were going to an Applebee's for dinner one night, and they happened to have a strip club that was built right next door to it, or the Applebee's was built. Either way, it was bad fucking planning. Um, here you and, have this family neighborhood restaurant right next door to the strip club which this was not like your like grade a strip club this wasn't like usda you know like high quality beef this was like some of that you know we 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 specialize in c-section wounds and bullet scars okay um it was it was your low rent kind of strip club so this chick was out back um with her outfits and whatnot on and she's smoking a cigarette and the first question in the kid's mouth why is she outside in her pajamas (laughs) (laughs) and it's one of those things i think that if that was a regulated setup she you know there would have been it would have been put somewhere where it's not necessarily next to a family establishment or whatnot but also at the same time because you grow up knowing what these things are and and understanding all this stuff it makes it a lot easier i would think for some people to actually talk about this kind of stuff to their kids because it's not a taboo thing um there's so many parents that talk about you know freaking out oh shit i gotta have the talk with him or i gotta have the talk with her i gotta explain the birds and the bees and yada 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 and that should not be a difficult thing to have to tell your kid about it. I mean, it's like, look, dude, this is what happens. I mean, I want my kids to be fully aware of how babies are made. I want my kids to be fully aware of what happens when the male does his business inside the female because I don't want my daughter to come home pregnant at the age of 14 going, uh, how'd this happen? You know, what do I do? Or, I mean, even from a, you know, being a big downer for a second, um, <clears throat> lot millions of children are molested every mm-hmm. year and a lot of it has to do with people taking advantage of very ill-informed children and children who don't know that certain body parts are only for certain people like my, my when i took trent to the doctor last last year she che- was checking out all his male bits and his penis and make sure everything was working and she's telling him the whole time now this place is only for mom and mom and dad and me as your doctor and if anybody touches this area on you, you you need to make sure that mom knows you know and like because she knows that i'm really honest with my kids she knew she could say that and he would understand and it's it's an important safety measure for for my peace of mind too that they know 
what everything is and why somebody would want well, to touch it. Not to mention the fact that not, not, and this is not excusing the sexual deviancy in any way, shape or form. But if you look at the profile of a child predator or a molester, it's the type of person that has been continuously shot down, has not had access to anything, um, probably doesn't want to go out and use any of the prostitutes we have for fear of it rotting and falling off when they're done, um, and all these problems that are there, whereas they had an easier access to, to an outlet, for, for lack of a better term, um, for these things. Um, and, and, and if it wasn't such a if 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 sex wasn't such a ta- taboo thing, then I, I think we'd have a lot less problems in in general with these types of really just weird out of place things. Much like the culture we have with rape right now, where you know, well, if she didn't want to be raped, she wouldn't have been wearing the skirt. It's like no, that's not how these things work. It's not that, that that's not the problem here. The problem is not so much what 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 that person is wearing. The problem is nobody taught him to keep his dick in his pants unless somebody says please put it inside me unless you have permission that yes I want you to gain entry you know um, but there's so all of that stuff is just kind of glossed over and we just expect these kids kind of like know what's going on or know what's, what's what the deal is and um, and they don't and then of course one of the common things I've heard you know when, when you hear about these molestations one of the most confused things that kids will say is it felt really good, but it felt really bad. Mm-hmm. Like they're talking about the physical aspect of it, how they were getting pleasure off of it, but internally in their mind, it was fucking with them. Once again, bad, bad choice of words there, but um, because they, they have this feeling that this probably shouldn't be happening, but it's, so then they were confused as to why their body was responding the way that it was, because they don't understand what all that is for. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if it takes something like this where you have friendly penises and vaginas dancing and seeing a scooby doo doo bop bop wop song on the TV to help break that ice and get people talking about it, I'm I'm all for it. I mean, I'm I'm there to support it because it's... I think the world would have a lot less problems if everybody in general knew these things and were willing to talk about them and, and were willing to actually to have these discussions. I mean, like... you. you you look in the, the Bible Belt area or the places where they're strictly religious, girl comes home pregnant, you fucking whore, you little slut, you, you cunt, I can't believe you did this, blah, 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 blah. And that's coming from the father's fucking mouth. Oh, yeah. But the stu- the kid comes home and gets a girl knocked up, woohoo, high five, buddy, you stud you, you're fucking awesome, this and that, the other thing. And it's like, okay, that's a big double standard. Um, but at the same time, yeah, your, your slut whore of a daughter came back that way because of your fucked up views and the fact that you expect somebody who's got who has the the thought level or the, the mental capacity of a teenager that's got these hormones surging through their body and all these things going on to think like an adult when most of the adults out there have a very fucked up view and or fucked up way they handle their relationships i mean it, it it's we it, it, the whole thing just fucking baffles me <laughs> I'm, I'm just like literally i'm like I, I i don't i don't get it what's so hard about this that's a penis that's a vagina you tell the kid that they're like oh i have a vagina oh look you have a penis not that like you know strange kids should be <laughs> comparing <laughs> right. but like in a sibling situation at a younger age you know if it happens to be seen or whatnot and then it's not it's like no big deal um I, I just I don't know I really it's just it's always like it just fucking pisses me off that we can't have these honest conversations with our kids of all people about these things knowing that that's going to benefit them down the road you're gonna have if you can teach girls that just because a boy wants to stick his dick inside you 
that's not love. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he'll tell you. He'll <laughs> say, baby, I love you. Oh, you're so beautiful. You're the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it takes for him to get that dick wet, he's going to say it because his hormones and his internal wiring is like, this thing here, I'm supposed to stick this in as many of you as I can to spread my seed. It's a biological fucking response. And so, I'll, I'll, he'll, yeah, if, it means, if I say I love you and that causes you to go, and spread the lips and let me in. I'm going to say I love you. I'm going to say I love your mom. I'm going to say I love your whatever it takes to let, give me entry into that. That's what I'm going to say. And that's the mentality of these kids. So if you taught your daughter, hey, look, you're going to hear, baby, I love you. You're so beautiful. I would never leave you. I'd never do that. And then, you know, yada, yada. Then you tell the kids, well, but as soon as that boy nuts, as soon as it's done, he's like, oh, you know what? It's getting late. I forgot I have a basketball game. Yeah, I'll call you tomorrow. You know, and it, it, the whole the whole mood changes, and it's not even really the boy's fault either, per se either, in the respect of what his hormones are doing to his body. Yeah. Now the mentality thing of it, that's you know another thing, but it but, just. Ugh. I mean, I'm going to go back and say I was lucky. My dad yes. taught me all of that, like from the beginning. He, I, I can't even tell you how many times he's like, oh, "Oh, he'll say he loves you," mm-hmm. and you're gonna believe it because your biological imperative is telling you to believe it, and his is telling him to say it, and it all all gonna work out as long as you remember that. And he he put it in a horribly blunt way that is not applicable to all cases, but he would always say, "Men are pigs." Just remember, men are pigs. They're not trying to be. They don't want to be, but they are, and. And so I went through most of my early life just knowing that, just knowing that men were pigs and that was okay. And one day I'd find a pig that I really liked and and that was fine. (laughs) And I am that pig. (laughs) I've got to say that was never any, in my uh, being, never. I've always wanted a companion in my life. Never was that sexed for me. Well, and I, I mean, I, mean I, I was making, sort of yeah, I was making a gross generalization there, but I mean, I mean, no, if you look at it from a strict biological perspective, that that is what it yeah. is. I uh, I know what you're talking about. I I know it all too well. I've seen it, but for me personally, it it never has been like that. It's it's to have someone a, a companion in life, or just a friend, or you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I've never mm-hmm. ever. But thought about sex was not that was the last thing on my mind. It was about having someone I can connect with or talk with or just be friends with. But I'm a different sort of person. I am Killer Wilbur. <laughs> I'm a different sort of person. Well, more people should yeah, strive I, to be that way. <laughs> it, it's the last thing on my mind when it comes to like female contact. It's just to be able to contact, you know, connect with the opposite sex and have. A good conversation, or just be friendly with. But as I said, I'm a different sort of person. As yeah. most people know, if they ever listen to our podcast, I'm not the normal sort of guy. But anyway, yeah. But you're you're completely on the mark with about most blokes. You know, all it was is you know, like trying to get their dick away, as they say. But yeah, well, and, and, that's why I think well, I've had trouble with you know, like trying to connect with women because it's. It's been a different thing when I. Oh yeah, they're all, they're all trained to to react a certain way based on the way they've been treated in the past. So it's hard if you see something the exact opposite. Yeah, even it if is. it's exactly what you want. It's real oh, hard. Oh shut to up! See something. God damn it! <laughs> Sorry. Fight! Fight! fight. <laughs> no, a fight. no, no, I agree. But like, um, 
for example, I, I've got I, I, and throughout my entire life, I've have I have two very close friends. Um, one of them's more recent, but the other one I've known since eighth grade. Both of them are female. Um, the ones I know since eighth grade, we dated briefly off and on in high school. Realized we were much better and much more compatible as friends who played video games, went to movies, and just hung out. Um, and I would protect her from stupid ass, you know, fucktards, and she'd help me avoid the crazy bitches um, than we were ever together as a couple. And we've stayed friends throughout this entire time. And um, she helped me a lot through my divorce. I ended up helping her a lot through her divorce, as far as just the, the emotional you know, support, all that goes. And then within the last, you know, five, six years, I've developed a really close friendship with another female. Thank God my wife is the way she is, where she understands and she trusts me enough to know that I'm not, you know, there's nothing else going on here except for a friendship. Um, but from a society, a societal perspective, we get looks and questions and asked all the time. Like, oh, are you two a couple? Are you this or that? It's like, no, we're just, we're friends. Oh, yeah, 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 you're just friends. <laughs> laugh, 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 snicker, snicker, snicker. Um, we've had issues with it where I work, where people have, have started rumors about the fact that supposedly something's going on between the two of us that's caused um, closed-door meetings with management, other problems to be going on, simply because I'm speaking to somebody of the opposite sex in more of a tone of, more so than just, hey, how's it going, and moving on. Um but that goes back, you know, it goes back to that whole, it's this thing that in our society from a very young age that you should only, it's like the boys and girls should only intertwine when they're literally trained to intertwine. Um, they should never be able to just have that companionship or that camaraderie or that friendship. That That's not possible. It's not possible for a male and a female to coexist without wanting to fuck each other's brains out. Now, granted, there are some men and women that hang out together and eventually they want to fuck each other's brains out and they do, but... That that should not be the default go-to. Oh, those two are talking to each other. They must want to, you know, go to the back room and just make passionate, passionate love or whatever. Um, and so I'm trying to make sure my kids understand that too, is that it's okay to have these friendships and to do these things, and you have to cultivate them, but understand that, you know, you have to be upfront and honest with your feelings too. I mean, if you're friends with somebody and you start to feel like maybe your feelings are escalating to be in more than just friends, you need to have that discussion and and talk to them and say, hey, look, here's what I'm seeing, and then you know, and you might get friend zoned as as the term goes, but that 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 conversation should not be one that see is awkward to have or that it's hard to have. It should be available, but because we put such a huge pressure on it that you know the only time boys and girls will ever hang out is if they if they're doing something naughty, if they're being bad, that doesn't happen, and so it creates these awkward times when. When people do those things, it, it, just, it makes it, it makes it difficult for them. And for me, it, it pissed me off more. So it's like, okay, so I'm friends with with X Y Z over here, and it's, she's a girl. You're automatically making the assumption that because we're biologically different as far as our sex goes, that we want to have sex. But what's not to say I'm not a raging fucking homosexual that just wants nothing but ass? I just want to stick my dick in ass all fucking day long. And realistically... Furry ass, to be specific. Exactly. Furry ass. I'm a, I'm a furry. <laughs> I love that hairy butt, right? Um, and and so when I'm actually hanging out with this dude over here, it's because I want to break off a little something, something of that. But no one ever bats a fucking eyeball at that. I could hang out with this dude all day long and have just have these horrible visions in my head of him hitting his knees and just sucking me off. And it wouldn't bother a fucking person. But I so much as like look at this one, and they're gonna be like, oh my god, she's gotta be nailing him in the back stock room or whatever, and it's just like it's what what the fuck? It's just oh my god, you know, and and realistically, if anybody should have a problem with that in this particular situation, it should be my wife. And and just so we're clear, 
I don't. If yeah. if you if you really feel like you know, uh, whoever should hit their needs and give you a blowjob, you just just let me know. Well, <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when it comes. Huh? <laughs> Was that an offer to me? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you get two pl- anyway, uh, a plane ticket in the mail, you'll know why. <laughs> All right, guys, I've got to get going. It's uh. Dinner time for the cats and dinner time for me. So no, no worries, buddy. We will appreciate the fact that you wanted to hang out with us tonight. No problem. Always enjoy it. Talk so to you later. I'll let you finish the show <laughs> on your own. And uh, thanks for letting me be aboard. No, no, no problem, buddy. We'll, and, we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon, man. Yeah, and let me promo my show. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Cast. Yes, my my bad. That's horrible housekeeping on my part. Please uh, let us know all about your show. I want other people to listen to you. It's a great show. Well, you can find my show with Joel Happy K Pants Hour. I'm reading his name on the Facebook. With me and Joel do a show. We have a different third co-host each week. We have Justin on pretty regularly. Yeah. Yeah. He's a very good third co-host. We try to have a different third co-host each week. And uh, we, um, we're we on iTunes, so just search The Coffin Joe Cast. We're on Talk Show Stitcher. And, uh, yeah, we're on Facebook if you want to look us up. So, yeah, definitely check us out if you haven't already. If you listen to this show, why not look, listen to ours? We get Justin on pretty regularly. So that's about it. I'm doing as bad as Joel does when I try to get him into promo. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I, yeah, if you if you guys, I mean, it, it, what I love about the cop podcast that you guys do is that it, that third co-host dynamic where it changes, even when there's a th- the third person that has been on one or you know a couple times, every show is still unique and different. And because of that, it, it, it's kind of like a new... You, listening experience each week and so it's it's something different and you never know which way it's going to go sometimes you guys lose complete control of the show and it goes ape shit and just completely goes off the rails which is brilliant in and of itself um the, the new year's show with scott the pool boy where he was just hammered it was a brilliant thing and i mean it was borderline psychotic what he was doing because he was so fucking smashed but it made for wonderful listening experience so um, yeah, I fully support your show. Uh, you guys want to listen? You know, want to get another podcast to check out? Go check out the Coffin Joe Cast. Uh, we love them, and um, yeah. So it's like he said, iTunes. You can find them there. These are on Facebook. If you guys have a problem finding it, you can hit us up. We'll let you know where he's at. Um, and Killer, like I said before, you're welcome back anytime. And I appreciate the fact that you've had me on multiple times. Uh, it's always good to talk to you, buddy. That's why I put my hand up today when I saw you were recording. I thought, why not? My missus is at work. I've got nothing to do. I thought I'd just join in with your show. So thank you for having me. But I've got to do the the, the housework now. Feed cats, <laughs> clean up. <laughs> All right. Well, I you... don't have ch- children. Well, I do have children. They're called cats. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to take care of that stuff. Anyway, thanks for having me on, guys. You're welcome. I'll let buddy. you go with, with the rest of the show. Bye. Right. See ya. Bye. Oh, it, was, it was nice of him to, to drop in and just, you know, be willing to come on. I, I really do enjoy talking with him. He's got – it's it's I, I enjoy getting – I've enjoyed listening to his podcast and learning more about Australia through somebody who lives there. And also I love getting that perspective of somebody totally else. I would totally be down to move to Australia except the spiders. I'm down to visit, not down to no, move. No, <laughs> I'm serious. Like I, I would totally – I would totally move there. But there, those spiders, man, I have seen the vi- – I can't do it. I would, I would, I would pass the fuck out. I am not that squeamish. You know this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like spiders, but if I see 
crazy unless they're like dropping down on me right that second i can generally be like oh i'm gonna fucking kill you but those spiders are so fucking huge i could not i would pass out i would just from fear i would just hit the floor and then they would eat me alive and i really don't want to be eaten alive by non-venomous quote-unquote spiders maybe they just want to snuggle they don't want to snuggle. You don't know that. They don't want to snuggle. They want to eat me alive. Maybe they're like the awkward boy that wants to approach you and say that he thinks that you're a beautiful little flower and he would just love to, to caress your petals and, and snuggle with you. Oh, I was going to say something about sex ed. Yeah. They should start talking about gayness in sex ed. Mm-hmm. Even oh. just, just to bro, just to say, uh, just to say, girls, here's a heads up. If you really like a guy and he seems awesome and he likes all your favorite shows and he's just... Real, always really ca- very well kept and you just you he's think he's just you, the guy for you giving you tips he's on makeup. probably gay he's giving you tips because on makeup and how to guess dress. how many gay guys i fell in love with in high school all, yes the, all the gay guys <laughs> all the gay guys i loved and i didn't understand the concept being raised in a slightly sheltered yeah. my dad wasn't sh- but he just didn't t- i mean it wasn't a big mm-hmm. thing well you don't experience a lot of it out here either right. in this particular area oh uh, well <laughs> No, that I mean, all changed with my graduating class, apparently. <laughs> well, as far as being out in the open and actually talking yeah. about it, you don't experience a lot of that out here. At any rate, they should at least be like, hey, heads up. Some people like not the opposite sex, just so you know. And I'm, I'm, kind, of, I'm kind of there with you on that, but I have one small complaint or one small worry about that. I would really appreciate it if they could actually get our normal sex ed straightened out and, and correct first before they start trying to bring in the you want to talk about somebody getting squeamish you think the guy has a hard enough time talking to his class about the fact that there's you know this whole penis to vag thing what about you know the, the nut to butt right the, that's really <laughs> that's really gonna, that's really gonna fucking twist some people up so oh i'm sure they'd have no problem talking about scissoring though because that's just you know two pretty women getting it on mm-hmm. and yeah. that's totally red-blooded american shit right there it is yeah it is <laughs> So back to this whole thing you were saying about other people, BJ, just, we'll, we'll talk about, was that a preposition? A proposition? Or we should, should we go out and find somebody? <laughs> do we need a third wheel is what I'm asking. <laughs> I don't know, Justin, do we? Oh, uh, man. But I mean, but seriously, guys, we we're kind of just, we kind of went all over with that. But basically what it comes down to is, is that honesty with your children is not going to kill them. It certainly shouldn't kill you. I'm not saying that you take your two-year-old and you show him explicit videos of, here's a penis going into a vagina. Tippy does Dallas. Yeah, exactly. That's not the case. But at the same time, as it becomes age-appropriate, and not age-appropriate as we have learned it here societally in the U.S., as far as, you know, you don't find out about dicks and badges until you, you've stood in front of the Lord and put that ring on her finger and, and followed Beyonce's instructions for how to properly consummate a relationship by, you know, oh, 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 oh and putting a ring on it. Um, you, you, That's not the time. Your wedding night is not the time to figure out, like, you know, Either like her te- her snatch has teeth, or like you know you've got like, she doesn't like crooked dick, and yours is like hung like Gonzo. Um, these kinds of things that are that that stuff that you should be able to talk about, and you should be able to discuss as a couple. But the uncomfortableness with with not being able to discuss those things starts at a much much earlier age when it comes to you know discussing these things with your kids because if you make if you make it if you make it seem taboo and awkward to your kids they're gonna know that they're gonna pick up on that and they're gonna start treating it very taboo and awkwardly and then it's gonna be this whole weird 
And thing. seriously, wouldn't you rather your 14-year-old girl come up to you and say, Mom, Dad, Johnny really likes me, and he says that we should do it. Well, and I'm a little scared about what that means. Yeah. Wouldn't you rather her say that than, Mom, Dad, me and Johnny did it, and now I'm really itchy. Or, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Um, about a million different scenarios. But uh-huh. just think through how you'd rather scenarios to go like would you rather be the confidant that your kids can come to with any information and know they're not going to be judged or the person that they're hiding their unused tampons for three months before you find out that they're pregnant so and 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 this um put a little twist on that we're not saying be best buds of your kids and that there's no punishment there's no there's, there's got to be a line there, but they should, the first person they should be able to come talk to about any of their problems is the parent. I would much rather have Temperance be able to approach you and talk about her girly, her her feelings, the, the, the burning she has down below, not like in the like gross, <laughs> the gross like something's wrong sense, but like you know, I've got these feelings of I think I should be letting somebody touch down there, and you're like, well, that's why we have these things called vibrators. <laughs> They're men. They come with rechargeable batteries. But they don't come with all the bullshit. <laughs> and I would much rather have you giving her that education and then have her taking care of her business that way than taking her business with some fucking acne-ridden bastard, you know, that's like, yes, I love you. I'll, I'll always love you. Just let me stick in it, you know, and, and all that shit and all the, all the baggage that comes with that. Because while I'm not saying that, you know, uh, uh, abstinence is the correct way to go, I'm also saying that it, it's good to educate your children in the respect of that, yes, sex carries a lot of emotional baggage for a plethora of reasons, more so a lot of times for the girls than it does for the guys, and a lot of that is societally based, but these are the things that's going to introduce, and that's a, that's a heavy load, no pun intended, for a kid to take on and to experience, especially in a tumultuous period in their life when they're not quite sure of everything that's going on and all the other bullshit everything is like this huge issue in high school it's everything's a drama everything's a big deal and if they don't have somebody to talk to or they don't feel like they can talk to you or the people they feel like they can't talk to are grossly misinforming them they're not you're not doing them a goddamn bit of good it's not helping in the slightest so you you need to be that first avenue that first outlet of information the first person they want to come talk to um, so that's where really where you should be trying to, they should be able to come to you and say, Hey, look, I've, I'm feeling this or I want this, et cetera, et cetera. Um, can you do me a favor and, and roll a little bit so I can I fix can my mic? I can talk for a second. My, I my sta- I'm holding my mic I, stand I noticed, but I'm, so, I'm tired and I was We're not, getting ready to wrap the show. Yes. I was not really giving a fuck for a second. I zoned out. <laughs> so I'm sorry about that. No, I think my teenagerhood would have been better if I had learned a little earlier on how to talk more openly about sexual feelings. Because yeah. as much as I knew that, like what my dad had said, like men are pigs and blah, 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 I still had issues um, understanding what all that like meant, what, mm-hmm. it, what it carried through to. Because, yeah, thinking back on things, I, I mean, I'm messed up pretty pretty bad like not in what i did but how i reacted to mm-hmm. what happened so exactly yeah yeah so from and, and coming from my point of view um while my parents were never afraid to talk to me about stuff and, and they did it was also from a very sanitized biblical perspective and that 
that didn't do me a whole hell of a lot of good. Like, yes, I understand that the viewpoint is you really don't want me doing this until then. Yes, I understand that the good Lord is looking down upon me when I jack off those, like, you know, whatever. I'm still doing this Luckily, shit. Luckily, I didn't get a lot of that. No, I didn't no. get a lot. Most Mormons go through the masturbation yeah. shaming thing. I just didn't. I, I didn't get a I, lesson in it or a retract. I didn't get No, I, I didn't really get shamed on any of that either from my parents, but yeah. from being in youth groups and going to those things and the stuff that they were saying. Yeah. And I never really, I, I never, I, I did talk with my parents about a few things, Um, and I, but I was also a smart enough kid that I did a lot of my own research too, and when I got confused and stuff, I did ask, which always made them, their eyebrows perk a little bit, like, <laughs> this is a weird question for him to have, but, but I, so, um, but still having it sanitized through that whole religious stint didn't help in, yeah. in, in a lot of ways. Um, so, yeah, just just understand that it, you, you should be that outlet of information. TV shouldn't be, especially not TV these days, fuck me. The, the Kardashians should not be where your kids get sexual advice from. That is not okay. Um, it's just not something that should happen or take place. So um, I, I think we've set our piece on the yeah, topic. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think there's a lot more we got to say. I do want to do a little housekeeping here. We got some new um, listeners I know for a fact this week. They've yes. been speaking to me directly. Thank you for you know giving us a shot. Thank you for listening to us. We appreciate it. Um, I also uh, we got some new feedback on the on the in a review on iTunes. We appreciate that. Um, so I want to say thank you to that person who left that re- most recent review. Um, they say, hey, on, their, their uh, title review is honestly entertaining. Um, and then they say, wish this would have been around when I was raising three kids. Would have been great therapy. And, you know, folks, that's a big reason why we do this. <laughs> yeah. This is very fucking therapeutic. So it, it does help us with that in that respect. So, you um, said folks. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. I did. <laughs> You're so old. I'm, I'm a dad. Is that dad humor coming at me? Yeah. <laughs> Not sexy. <laughs> Oh, I make it sexy. Nope. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so uh, thank you once again for listening. I appreciate the, and I really I want to say I I do really love and appreciate the feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, it does. It means a lot to us when the listeners take the time out to contact us or to submit information or to send things or just even when you're chatting with us on Facebook or whatever. That that it means a lot to know that a you've taken time out of your busy schedule, busy day to give my dumbass a listen. Um, B that you're willing to put up with it and C that you kind of find me funny. That's that's pretty awesome. I appreciate hearing those kinds of things. Also, but I'm sure you find me more funny because I'm way more funny. <laughs> yeah, funny looking. Funny smelling, maybe. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> but I'll own it. Also, um, we did have our first listener submission for the uh, yes. the show topic we have coming up, where you know things that you were influenced by and or things you're influencing your children with in regards to your pleasure, stuff that you like, so on and so forth. We just talked about sex. So Sorry, you pleasures to... being like, you know, <laughs> I'm really a big Star Wars guy and I want my kid to love Star Wars and I want him to be a big Darth Vader freak like me or whatever. Or Did I ever tell you about my boyfriend who wanted to name our, our first, uh, boyfriend in high school, wanted to name our first child Darth. Well, see, there's the first problem. If you got a kid boy in high school, that there, you, got, you got yourself a gay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that was a joke back to your previous thing about the whole, anyways. Well, he, I he, fell he was in choir. He was in choir. Exactly. Well, to be fair, yeah. most of my boyfriends were in choir. And yes, most of them turned out to be gay. 
<laughs> no, but I mean, it, it, most most boys in high school are not talking about their kids. But that's a perfect example. That, I mean, somebody that's a hardcore Star Wars fan. So um, for me, it was always, you know, there's certain things my parents always influenced me on. I almost dove into the topic right here, right now. Yeah. Don't want to do that. Don't do that. Um, so please. That was a teaser. That was a teaser. Yeah, let us know. Um, shoot us an email. You can send us a message on Facebook. You can message us. On, you can email us. Whatever you want to do. You want to leave a voicemail on it. You can do that. Um, however you want to get it to us, but we want a little more content so we can get together and do this show. I think it would be a fun show to just talk about, you know, and just geek out on the things that, you know, we want our kids to experience, the things that we experience that we really appreciate that our parents made us a part of, so on and so forth. Um, you got something else to add, it looks like, over there? You're thinking? You're There's shaking. a housekeeping thing. Housekeeping thing. Oh, Trent's party is next Saturday. Mm-hmm. There's a chance we might not record next Saturday if, it, if things get out of, out of hand. So I just wanted to, he's like, nope, you're no, no. on the hook. You're on the hook. We're recording. It's, there's no way this party's going to take eight, nine hours to do. No, I'm saying I'm going to be fucking exhausted. I just worked what? That's, I'm going to work what? 12 days in a row or some stupid you, shit like that. Mm-hmm. You look at me like I'm supposed to care. <laughs> Actually, if we have to, and it really doesn't work out, um, I do have a recorded. My I've got my last appearance on the Coffin Drill Cast that I do as crossover, or, we'll, or it'll just be a little bit later, and and mm-hmm. we'll record well, on Sunday or so, something. Sunday. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just warning. But the, for them, they don't really care as long as it's released by Monday, which is when I always oh. release it. So I kind of built that padding in there, so you kind of shit, shit the bed on that one. Oh. <laughs> so. Well, I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Um, but otherwise, if you have nothing else you want to add or anything else you want to talk about, we want to thank you again for listening to another episode of Bad Parenting Podcast. As usual, you can find us in all the regular spaces. Um, we've got a website, www.badparentingpodcast.com. If you search for us on Facebook, we can be found at Bad Parenting Podcast there, uh, bad, at Bad Parent PCast on Twitter. If you search for Bad Parenting Podcast on Instagram, we're there. If you want to send us an email, you can send one to Justin at BadParentingPodcast.com or Jody at BadParentingPodcast.com. If you want something that you want both of us to see, you can just send it to Grounded at BadParentingPodcast.com. Um, if you want to leave us a voicemail um, or, or, or yell at us for being stupid or you think whatever, go ahead and call it in. We'll play a good, bad, or indifferent. 503-609-0375. Um, also, uh, if you would... Be so willing to leave us a review on whatever platform you listen on. iTunes is a great spot for it, but Stitcher allows ratings and reviews. At least last time I checked, they did. Um, so you know, if you if you like us, let us know. It does really it does make a difference to us to let us know that you, you're, there are people out there that are actually enjoying it. I'll tell you what, it makes a huge difference for me. Um, I mean, even if you you know, however it is you want to do it, even if you message me directly on Facebook and say something about it, I still always relay the message to Jody. Yep. Um, we just like to ha- hear the feedback and we appreciate. I'm going to give you a little inside Baseball? information, base whatever. Justin geeks out every time he gets any kind of listener feedback. He like he like does this mm-hmm. little like yay little thing. So if you want to give him like a little jolt, you should do that. Yeah, no, I, I do appreciate it. It's, it's very much it's, it's something that I look forward to. It's fun. It's, it's fun. like a little schoolgirl. Well, it, well, this this is very much kind of like watching my baby grow up. It's starting to get legs. It's walking. Every once in a while, hops on the bicycle and makes it without skin in its knees. So it's kind of fun to watch. So. And I just find that I enjoy it more than I thought I would at first. I wasn't sure. How, I would really honestly wasn't sure which way it was going to go. And I, I do. I like it. So I know because you, you 
make me get out of bed to do it. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's your fault you fell asleep. No. It's Trent's fault. It's Trent's yeah, fault that fell asleep. All right. Well, we're, 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 we're yammering on at this yep, point, we so we're going to go ahead and cut it out. So if there's nothing else to add to this, babe, well, then uh, we'll, we'll talk to you guys next time. And until then, try not to be shitty parents. Night. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bad Parenting Podcast, a conversational show about all aspects of parenting, the good, the bad, and the smelly. It's all done now. Here it goes.